and I call and invite myself to preach again. Amen. God bless you. How many believe the end is right here? Close to us. The end is upon us. The Bible indicates to us in more than one verse that there will be things going on in the end time to signal to each and every one of us that we are in the end time. As it was in the days of Noah. As it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. All of these things that you read about in that generation is going to be fulfilled in this generation. And it ought to make us aware and understand that God loves us so much that He's giving us signs of the end time. Signs of the end time. And so when we look into the Word of the Lord The verses that I read to you are verses that come from the prophecy of the Lord Himself. Because questions were asked of Him. When shall these things be? What shall be the sign of Thy coming and of the end of the world? Three phase question. And we know and realize that the things that we are seeing and hearing represent what Jesus was speaking of in the book of Matthew. When he answers his disciples, he answers them with this first statement. Take heed that no man deceive you. Deceive you. So with him saying that, it indicates that there is going to be the spirit of deception in the end time. The day that we live in, did you know that we are watching very, very closely, but if you'll be honest with me, as the Word of God has already declared through the years, that in the end time they will be saying, the right is wrong and the wrong is right. They will be deceiving. In the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 1 and on through 17, it tells us all of the indicators that will be a part of the end time. And one of them is the word deceive. So, I want to warn the church here tonight that we are in need of knowing that there is going to be a deception that will try to overtake every one of us that are in this church. Amen. There's going to be everything possible thrown at you. And we have to have something that we can stand upon. As Jesus declared upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I believe it bewares every one of us here tonight to have a solid foundation. A solid foundation. 
The rains are coming down. The winds are blowing. The floods are coming up. But those that are built upon the rock are going to stand against the deception of the day that we live in. We need a Holy Ghost balance in our life. We need a Holy Ghost balance in our life. You know, I want to thank God. I want to pause here and thank God for my upbringing. I know some folks would say, well, it didn't do you any good. But, you know, I can even see some improvements in myself. You know, I'm going to tell you something. When you see improvements in yourself, you raise your hands and thank God for it. Amen. And I'm not bragging in regard of what I can do, I'm bragging on the upbringing and how God has kept me. Now, I'm going to get personal because I am wanting to be saved. You can say what you want to. You say, well, you know, I'm praying for my family and I'm praying for my wife and I'm praying for all of my colleagues. I'm praying for everybody that I don't know. But when it comes right down to it, folks, I want to be saved. Come on. You say, you're selfish. No, I'm not. I don't want to be lost. I don't want you to be lost. But when it comes right down to it, folks, I am going to have to be the one to save myself from this untoward generation. You know... You, you you can say well, uh, yeah I'm, I'm I'm yeah thank you. Got to be careful now. Once now I've I've even prayed different lately. I get down and I can't get up, so I'm gonna pray sitting. And don't you get mad about that because they were sitting when the Holy Ghost fell on them. <laughs> Praise God, we maybe need to be sitting a lot. <laughs> But you know, the Bible says, save yourself from this untoward generation. I can't save you as much as I would like to. I can't save my wife as much as I would like to. I want to be an influence on her. I want her to do the right thing. I'm going to counsel her when she needs it. I got a lot of counseling to do when I get home. I'm going to do everything that I can to save my children. How many want your children to be saved? But when it comes down to it, you cannot apply the blood. You can't say, I'm going to forgive you and you're going to be saved. That's not it, folks. You've got to come to God yourself. You've got to make provision for redemption yourself. Yourself. And it says, save yourself from this untoward generation. And it's a big thing to save yourself. It's a full-time job. A little overtime involved. Amen. Because there is a lot of things that's going to hinder you in this end time. Those things... 
that you don't think are really, really, really that much, you better watch it. You better be careful because you never know what's going to be around the corner. You don't know what's coming on Monday. You don't know what's going to come next week. You don't know what's going to come next month. You don't know. And we better get our, our places in order. We better get our lives in order where that God can speak into our hearts. That we can hear the Word of the Lord and the Lord can change us from our thinking. Amen. Look at it. He said, for us to take heed that no man deceive you. Then he comes, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, shall deceive many, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Are we hearing it? About every day, you hear of some other uprising. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. You've got some more tests to go through. You've got some more trials that you're going to have to, to go through. You've got some tribulations that are going to come to your front door. And nations are going to rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. And famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. I don't have to go any farther. It says all these are the beginning of sorrows. And then ye shall be delivered up to be afflicted and kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another. And shall hate one another. What's going to happen before the end time? We better beware of what is going on around us. We need to know what's on our right and what's on our left. We need to have a censorship of what comes into our life and what stays out of our life. We know that we have a God that can watch over us and, and he, can, he can help us and strengthen us. But we've got to watch ourselves. We've got to watch ourselves. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. That word deceive is in there a lot. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And then he goes into the text that I read that those that endure unto the end. And when the gospel is preached as a witness unto all nations, then the end shall come. You know, to me, being in the house of God is one of the most blessed things that my soul desires. I love coming into the house of God. I love sitting and hearing the Word of the Lord as it goes forth. I've done it all my life, folks. I have been in the church ever since I can't remember I was in the church. But at the age of 12, because my mother and my father were faithful to God and they went to the house of the Lord, whether it be rain, sleet, or snow, and there wasn't much sleet in Louisiana. Wasn't much snow, but there's some rain and there was some thunderstorms. 
And uh, there was some hot weather. I don't know if that counts. But all I'm saying, folks, is there's going to always be something there to oppose you. Opposition. Opposing. Trying to put you down from what God wants you to have. Oh, hallelujah. I've had opposition all my life. The Bible tells us in two places. One place in uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, no condemnation. How many are glad that in Christ Jesus there is no condemnation? That's enough to shout about. That's enough to lift Him and praise Him for. There's no condemnation. You don't have to have any condemnation because He is the propitiation. He is the mercy seat. Hallelujah. And then, not only no condemnation, but the last verse tells us there's no separation. Nothing shall separate you from the love of God. Let me tell the church tonight, if you don't get anything else, remember this. You have no condemnation because the blood of Jesus Christ has touched you. And you don't have to be separated from Him anymore. No matter if it's tribulation or depression or if there's any kind of power that comes against you. There's a God, hallelujah, that said, I will not separate myself from you, but I shall go with you and before you and behind you. For the rest of your life, you are going to be Protected. Woo, my Lord, have mercy. We have a salvation that works tonight. And we live way below, way below our promises. I live way below my promises. Amen. You know, the Bible says that we can be healed by the laying on of hands. And I believe this church believes that. I believe here tonight, if there's somebody in need of healing, you can be healed right now. There's no reason for you to leave here without being healed. Because he paid the price. He gave us that wonderful, wonderful healing power through the stripes that were laid upon His back. I want to see a hand that would represent the fact that God has touched you and healed you in your lifetime. Praise God. Have you been healed? Hallelujah. I believe it's a part of salvation. I believe that it's a part of what God has promised us. Why don't we just say, Jesus, I receive my healing tonight. Jesus, I receive my encouragement tonight. Jesus, I receive my victory tonight. Would you praise Him right now as victory falls all over this place in the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. I believe victory is going to fall on your life. I believe victory is going to fall in your life right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Praise God. Praise God. I want to thank the Lord. Have I, have I remembered every message that I have heard in my lifetime? No. But every one of them did me good. Every message that I heard has brought me to this place today. The Word. And I love singing. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm one of those old tire-wearing preachers. One of those old school preachers. I believe that without singing, you can still have a move of God. But you can't have a move of God without the Word in our hearts. So you might say, well, why does the preaching do you any good? You don't remember the messages that you heard. Well, how, how in the world did those meals do you any good? You don't remember every meal your mother cooked you. Do you? But you're here because of it. There's not a one of you here that would have made it if you wouldn't have had some mama meals all the way to your adulthood and then you started going to Taco Bell. Is that right? I'm glad the Word never fades. The Word of God never dies. There's a part of the Word of God in you that you heard the very first time you heard the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is why we're going to be able to endure unto the end. Because the Word of God is alive and well in every one of our lives. Praise God. The first thing we've got to realize and have grips with is there is an end to all things. Peter remarks in his epistle, as a matter of fact, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Let us rely and comply to the Word of God. It's important, imperative that we hold to the truths of God's Word and know without a doubt that it is going to give to us true Holy Ghost direction and true Holy Ghost purpose. Praise God. When you have nothing else, the Word of God will keep you. Your testimony is going to keep you, but the Word of God is going to keep you through your temptations. How many have had a temptation? And you're still here. How many has had a trial? And you're still here. You know, that's something... That we ought to praise God for. When I was just a, a boy being taken to church. And then I, I grew up a little bit. And 
I wanted to make my own decision about going to church. You know, I, I was an adult. I was one of those early adults at the age of 14. I knew about everything I needed to know, especially about my own faithfulness to God. I figured that I could know how to be faithful and missing a service didn't matter. I was still faithful. But you see, I had opposition to that. My dad started uh, one of the prayer meetings in the Alexandria Church when they were first started. Brother uh, Calvin knows what I'm talking about. They start, Brother Mangan started a 24-hour prayer, and he would do it every three months for one week at first. And my dad was one of the first ones to, uh, you know, raise his hand and say, I'll take that midnight hour. And that was from 12 to 3 o'clock. And that, of course, started another day of prayer. Well, you see, I was an adult in the Lord. I knew whether I needed prayer or not. I didn't need my dad to tell me that I needed prayer. And without me asking him, he said that I needed it, whether I thought I did or not. And so when he came in my room about a quarter of 12 and said, Carl, it's time for the 24-hour prayer, and we're going to take a chain of three hours, I said, Dad, I didn't stand. And he said, I stood for all of us. And guess who won? I had to go. He said, I don't care if you go and sleep. You're three hours. You're going with me. Now, folks, that's not freedom. That's not treating your children right, I didn't think. But now, as I look back, I thank God for every time they made me go to the house of God. And they would say, son, you're going as long as you're under my roof. I tell you, I tell you. You know, in our own personal life, there are going to be trials. This isn't heaven. This isn't heaven. And I want to thank God right now for the times that my father made me go to the house of God. He said, son, you're going whether you want to or not. You might as well make up your mind to just go ahead and get in the car without me putting you in there. That's right. That's the way the old folks did it. I thought he was old at 40. But I tell you that I thank God. I want to be one to stand and say thank you, Lord, for a daddy that cared for me. That said, I'm going to, I'm going to be doing everything that I can 
to see that your soul is saved. Amen. Most importantly, the Bible says in that same portion of Thessalonians that we are not to be shaken by the things that you hear and see. All the corruption that we see cannot be affecting us. The ones that are in this world are not in the church. The church is separated from the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Praise God. And we can't take up their thinking. We've got to be separated and we've got to, uh, we've got to live according to the purpose that God has directed us to be a part of. Every one of us are important to God. There's no one here that's high and mightier than anyone else. We've every one got to go to water baptism. Every one of us have got to ask God to forgive us. Every one of us have got to walk in the precepts of God and know, hallelujah, that if we will, He will. If we will do what He tells us to do, God will stand with us and He will he will be that fortress and help in the time of need. Praise God. I believe that with all my heart. Praise God. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. It will be worth it all. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of His dear face. All trials will erase. So let us run this race till we see Him. We're all in the same we're all in the same place. Amen. We're running until the end. It was Jesus that said in Hebrews chapter 12 that it was a joy that He saw after His crucifixion. You know, there's sometimes we don't feel the joy that we'd like to feel. We're not always on the mountaintop. Amen. I read, uh, I read one time as a, uh, as a pastor trying to lead people and direct them and also help them understand that life is really life it's it's just not always clapping your hands and speaking in tongues it's not always feeling like you're singing in the choir on a sunday night well excuse the night or sunday morning amen that's right it's it's not always the way we would like for it to be and when we are in that kind of, of, of time in living for God. We've still got to be faithful. We've got to say, Lord, You know how far I can go. You know what kind of burden I can carry. And the Bible says He will not put upon you more than you're able to bear. But with that you are bearing, He will make a way of escape. 
I want to tell you I'm one of those that God has made an escape for. I'm one of those that God has made a way where there was no way. I'm one of those that the fire was hot, but He showed up in the fire with me. He was the one that shut the mouth of lions, and He let me know that He was going to be with me every step of the way. Praise God. I believe that. You know, and every one of us have had situations that we could testify about. Amen. But I tell you tonight in Jesus' name that, that, that God wants every one of you that are in this place to endure and finish the course. Amen. He wants you to Go all the way. He didn't go to the cross for you to be lost. He didn't go and suffer for you to lose your way. But He went to the cross that He could show us the way. That He could give us life and give it to us more abundantly. That He could take away some of the hurt that we have in our lifetime. That He knows how much we can bear. He knows what you need. He knows the touch that you need from Him tonight. I wonder if you'd raise your hands where you are right now and let God touch you afresh. Let Him touch you afresh. Let the Holy Ghost just come down and, and move in your situation right now. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, I feel His presence here tonight. I feel He's close to us. Hallelujah to God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Trouble on every side. Trouble on every side. I, I would have loved for him to say just one side you're going to have trouble. I'm going to let you have all those other three sides with, with grace and love touch of my presence but he said on every side there's trouble there's problems every day that doesn't mean God is any less that means God is able to prove himself to you you know until you walk into the fire he doesn't show up but when you get in the fire guess who's there God's not going to let you down. He's not going to let any of you down. He's going to be there in your time of difficulty. Praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost to speak to somebody right now. God's going to be there in your difficulty. He's going to be with you. He's going to take every step with you. He's going to speak into your life and let you know that you have 
You have power in you that's greater than the power of this world. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Did you know that you personally, with God, you can actually come against the Antichrist? The spirit of the Antichrist is already at work. It's already there. And that's the end time that we live in. You know why we're having the problems and struggles we're having? It's the end time. And it seems like the pressure is mounting. But there is a great word that says that there's going to be great exploits in the end time. With all that the devil is coming against you with, there's going to be a power of God that's, o- that's going to overcome. Amen. 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 Signs are going to come. Miracles are going to come. That's a part of the end time. And it's not going to be a false healing or a false wonder. It's going to be a powerful Holy Ghost wonder. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit with the, with the same word of God telling us there's going to be deception and there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and famines. The same word said, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. We should not be discouraged tonight. We should not say within ourselves, well, has God forgotten us? No, 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 no. God hasn't forgotten us. He is getting ready to do the greatest work that He's ever done in all the history of His creation. Are we, are we living in a time when men are saying even... There is no God. You know, I I got a word for them. There's an end. All these folks that say, well, I, uh, you know, don't believe that God has anything to do with me. I don't believe God this and God that. There's an end coming. And I believe we need to be aware of the fact that what we say may come right back to bite us. See, I believe that the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost. And I believe that the Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost is that same Holy Ghost that falls here in Salem, Illinois. I don't believe it's any better. I don't believe it's any greater. I don't think it's anything more or less. I believe it's the same Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost that falls right here tonight and falls here whenever people will raise their hands and their hearts to God. There's going to be a powerful outburst of the Holy Ghost. It could happen here tonight. God could pour out the Holy Ghost on all of us, which I need tonight. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. I need it. 
I don't think we should be discouraged when someone doesn't receive the Holy Ghost. I don't believe we should be discouraged when someone is not healed. I don't believe that we should be discouraged when even someone that's in faith, believing God, and the Lord decides to take them on. In all of these things, we ought to rejoice. Because there's going to be an end to every one of us that are in this building tonight. No matter how good you feel. And so, God has not changed. God is still fulfilling His promises. God does not say something He does not mean. And you can expect it in the end because He said, In the last days I will pour out of My Spirit upon all flesh. The Bible also says, Whosoever will, may come and drink from the wells of salvation. I want you to realize tonight that there are wells here in this very service that we can all drink from and that we will feel the flow of the Holy Ghost in our innermost being. Amen. That we can leave here with joy in our hearts. We can leave here with anticipation. We can leave here with expecting God to do greater things than He's ever done before. I don't want to be in a church that is going down. I want to be in a church that's going up because the Lord is coming for a church that has fire in their bosom, fire in their soul, fire in their consecration. Hallelujah. Expect the best in the end. I'm not much of a breakfast guy. But if you put it before me, I'm not going to reject it. And I can eat when I'm not hungry. My wife is the very best in the world. And uh, if she comes and you can remember to tell her it'd be good, she would appreciate me bragging on her. A little bit. Be sure and remember that she cooks. And I don't know if you know if it's cooking or not. She can make the best toast. And I'm going to tell you also. She can make that heel taste better than any other piece of toast. And here's what I like. I like it toasted. And then I like for there to be a big smear of butter on it. And she started making that for me, and I was really enjoying that. And to be honest with you, I would enjoy it. And the last bite got to be 
the very best bite of all. It's amazing how that is. I'm enjoying it, but then I get to that last piece. And, buddy, it's the last piece, so I'm really going to enjoy it. But then I got the idea, there's something, you know, you could add to that. And so I told her, why don't you do this? Get the heel. I always get the heel. Nobody else gets the heel. It's just her and I there, so, you know. <laughs> it's not much choice, you know. But she gets that heel out for me, and, and now I don't even have to tell her. She gets the heel. You got to train them. Why do you have to keep repeating yourself? Why do you have to keep repeating yourself? Am I preaching to somebody here tonight? Anyway, let me tell you what I did. I said, hey, put a big smear of butter on it. And then, why don't you put a piece of cheese? Come on now. She, sl- she throws that, that cheese on it. Oh, man. You mix a heel with butter and a piece of cheese. And then I ate that for a while, and then I said, you know, the Lord just kept dropping things in my mouth. You know what would be good with that is a good old slab yeah another slab of crunchy peanut butter boy I I liked that for a while and I said you know there's always got to be something else in the last few days I've had her to put The butter, the cheese, the crunchy peanut butter, and the grape jelly on top of it. All I'm doing now is just sitting around wondering what else I can think about putting on it. And you know, really, basically, that's what God has done for every one of us. He just didn't give you the Holy Ghost. He gave you a slice of peace. He gave you a gob. <laughs> Love it. He gave you a big old gob of temperance. You know, we are a blessed people tonight. Because God just keeps on adding to our lives. He just keeps on putting on us more than we can even imagine. I thank Him tonight that I've got joy unspeakable and full of glory in my life. I'm thankful tonight that I've got a song in my heart in the midnight hour. God is right there and He is doing what is best for me. Praise God. Would you stand with me right now? Let's give God praise all over this house. I believe the Lord's in this place. And He's ready to move in your situation. He's ready to move in my situation. And He can do it all at once. Praise God. 
He can do it all at once. Woo! Hallelujah! He didn't say it's joy unspeakable and full of glory for nothing. I know that many of you have gone through things that you don't even want to talk about. You know it. I have. We have to put our lives in His hands. And when we put our lives in His hands, we don't know what is going to come. But we do know this, that He'll be there. He'll be there. Since I've been here last, I was preaching in Porter, Texas on a Wednesday night just like this. On February the 22nd, 2017, I was just preaching and my message was the joy of finishing. The joy of finishing. It's one thing to start. But Jesus said, the joy of it is when I finish it because I know what has been accomplished. Amen. And I'm just preaching and trying to encourage. And all that time, my granddaughter was laying in a morgue. And I didn't know it. Because at 5.30, that afternoon, she was taken into eternity with a head-on collision. Would I have stopped it? And would I have told the Lord, now this, you don't know what you're doing. But did you know, when you put it in God's hands, now if you don't put it in God's hands, you're going to be a miserable person. If you don't put it in God's hands, you're going to be confused. If you don't say, God, I want you to be my peace, you're going to struggle. And after that service, I answered my phone and my son, not the one that lost his daughter, this was his only child, 26 years old. And she went into eternity at that young age. And my heart, even tonight, my heart hurts because I, I want her to be here. I shouldn't be looking at her in the casket. She should be looking at me. That's the turn of life, you know. I don't know why I can't stand here and give you an answer. But I'll tell you this one thing. That God does not fail. That when He said He would be with you. And He said, I will not leave you. I am a testimony of Him not leaving me. And not, 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 not turning His, way, His eyes away from me.
the next morning after we had the funeral the next morning I walked up at 6 o'clock in the morning I thought I was all by myself but my son and his, his wife the mother was there in the living room it was real dark it was February so it, you know the sun hadn't come up it was dark they hadn't turned any lights on and when I came up the stairs and went toward the kitchen I heard them weeping over to the side and I looked and in the the night the five o'clock six o'clock hour there they were down on their knees holding one another and wondering God why have you done this Listen, chance happeneth to them all. That's why I'm telling you, you young people tonight, don't you take life. Don't you take it for granted. Because you never know what is in your path. But I say, if you will put your trust in God, that the Lord will not leave you comfortless, but He will come unto you and I went over and just sort of fell on my children. And I began to weep with them and pray with them. What else can you do, folks? You don't have an answer. You can go from Scripture to Scripture and it'll never give you exactly why it all happened. But I gave them the answer that I believe I can give every one of you. Unless... You are willing to trust Him. You will never find the peace that He wants to give to you. Whatever you're going through, it may not be a death. It may not be something that tragic. But in every situation, I know at times it hasn't been death. But I felt such a, a, a spirit that's coming against you. Unless you trust Him. You'll never find the peace that He wants to give to you. One of the greatest scriptures in the entire Bible is in Job. Though you slay me. Did you hear what I said? Though you, not the devil, not man, God, even if you slay me, I'm going to trust you. Every one of us here tonight need to raise a hand and say, God, even though you slay me, I'm going to trust you. And when you trust Him, every step you take will be a peaceful step. It will be a step that you will trust and know that He is there every step of the way. I tell you, I feel like sometimes that I know better. You know, I had the time in my life I thought I knew better than my mother and dad. We all have those times. It turns out that I tried to raise my kids the same way that I was raised. Isn't that crazy? My mother and dad were so wrong. Why would I try to raise my kids you're going to the house of God whether you want to or not 
you know. I mimicked my daddy in raising my kids. Whipped them when they didn't need it. I tried to convince my dad. I'd say, Dad, I don't need that. I understand I've done wrong. Don't do this. I never could influence him. But I loved him. You know what? I love God tonight. You've been through some things that you didn't understand, but you still love him, don't you? Come on. Come on, everybody. You may have something facing you tomorrow that you don't understand. But you have got a God that loves you. You got a God that loves you. I just got a couple of more minutes. And uh, I'll let you go till next time. There will be a next time. Amen. Thank you very much. I wonder here tonight, I wonder, you know, sometimes we've got to lose ourselves to receive what God wants us to have. I wonder if there's somebody here tonight that would say, Preacher, I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through. I want you to make a proclamation tonight by stepping out and saying, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. Would there be somebody to step out and stand down here with me tonight and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you to the end. I'm not going to go to my right and I'm not going to my left. I'm going to trust him. God bless you, sir. Thank you for coming. Anyone else down? Come down here tonight, right now. That's it. God bless you. Amen. God has an answer for you. God has an answer for you. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. There's nothing too difficult for the Lord. Amen. If you don't have a problem, would you come down here and stand behind those that are saying, I need some prayer, I need some help, I need some strength. Would you do that?